Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back. It's Kaplan and crew. I'm Alex Padilla alongside John Browner and Jason Lawhead. It's just the crew today. Scott is on the East Coast in New York handling some other stuff for today and tomorrow. So the three of us will get you guys for the next two days. And uh, yeah, I'm back. Yes, I still sound awful. Yes, I still have COVID. And uh, but I'm here and uh, I, I am so happy to actually be here. Because the way I felt this weekend, I was like, I may not make it on Monday. But I feel, I feel, if you care, guys, I feel 100% like complete 180 to what I felt on Saturday to what I feel now. I sound awful, but I actually feel really good. And um, I think I'm finally at the other end of this thing. I don't know what uh, variant Alex Padilla got, but it definitely uh, worked him to the ground for a few days there boys how we doing jason how we doing browner Ooh. i'm doing good man i'm doing good i uh i feel your bad camera's for you, not you... you're frozen but yeah that's why i was nice i was nice, rebooting nice. before yeah, well, the before we went on i was having some i guess didn't even realize technical that. uh wi-fi issues you can't hear me though yeah why don't you leave and come back and we'll figure it out I will, with jason. I will even come back. thank you browner how you doing today dude I'm good, man. I had a nice, energetic, relaxing, successful weekend. I uh, spent a day at SeaWorld and realized that is a large canvas of San Diego that no one should have to walk for eight hours. But I did that. Uh, was that yesterday? So, yeah. Saturday, man. Saturday. It was. Uh, Dude, it was, it was nice I, this weekend. Uh, okay, let me stop you. Let what? me stop you. Because okay. you're about to do this. You're about to do this thing that everyone's doing. No, I have a it different reason. Okay, go. I've been sure. locked in this freaking house for five, six uh, days, see. bro. I'm trying to be outside. So the idea that it was nice outside this weekend is a fallacy. Okay. False, people. How does that that's work? Not, listen, that's not what we're going to get used to, what we had this weekend. No, we don't pay for that. That's what you get That's what you get in Los Angeles, okay? That's what you, ask them whether you might get this time of the year and probably, you know, a little bit north. Uh-uh. We want warm weather, clear skies, for the entirety of the day, okay? That's what we pay for here. Mm -hmm. Do not fall for this weather we had over Fan Fest where, you know, you felt like the sun came out and it was clear for a little bit and it got cold at night. No, bro, we don't pay for that, okay? The reason why we up to our dead and eyeballs living in Southern California ain't for what we had this weekend. It's for what's coming in the summer. So buckle up for that. Don't, sure. don't, but I'm just talking about comparatively when you look around the country. That's what they, that's how they get. No, damn, that's the rest who, of the who's that? Who's they? That's how they uh -uh. get you. What do you mean? That's uh -uh. how they get uh -uh. you. That, that's how it's 70 how degrees this weekend. You. That's how they, no, it was not. If you were out in it, it was 70 for a little bit, it was maybe 70 for an hour, it wasn't 70 for the day. And that's the, this is what I'm saying. I want people to focus, I want them to hear me. Just because it hit 70 doesn't mean it was 70. Write that okay? down, Joe. Write that down. <laughs> Write that down, Joe. Just be just because it hit 70 doesn't mean it was 70. Jason, okay? Lawhead, you just, just because, your Hold on one second. Hold on. I have before. no idea, oh, idea what he's ranting I'm about. Trying to catch, oh, I'm trying to catch I'm about to hit y'all with another one. Let me okay. hit you with another one. Let me hit you with said, another one. I made the mistake because I'm locked in my house of looking outside and saying, wow, it was a beautiful weekend. Browner was like, no, it was not. Oh, <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Don't let them fool you. That's what they are trying to say. And I'm trying to figure out who them and they mm -hmm. are. And he said, Great. right before you got jumped back on, he said, just because it was 70 
doesn't mean it it was seventy or something. What'd you say no, exactly? No, I see. see say, what'd you is, say? This is this is why I need people to hear me. <clears throat> Just because it hit 70 there you go doesn't mean it was 70 i'm gonna be very slow today so just apologies already i'm gonna i see where he's coming from here's here's another one and here's another one just because she was a 10 doesn't mean she is a 10 okay (laughs) she was a 10 from from like 6 p.m to 8 p.m during dinner time you didn't see her get get ready to be a 10 it's like she was a 10 after six drinks at midnight and then i woke up and i was like yo she's not dead right is that what you're saying that's what you're saying with the weather like it it was that's not what it seemed she started off as a 10 now she's looking like two fives just because it hit 70 (laughs) don't mean it was 70 exactly there we go just because it got up there don't mean that's what it was well i apologize for being stuck in my house and saying it was nice outside it was clearly a terrible terrible weekend of weather here in southern california listen i accept your apology you didn't know no i did not know know. i did not know that's what I'm here for to help, to help, help you, help you see the light. Cause I know you was trapped in the COVID corner where you were coughing all over yourself. So yeah, I don't know, man. What was the worst symptom you had? Well, where do you want to start? I can guide you. Cause every day was something new. That's what thing, the most annoying part of this, whatever one I got every day, I was like a new sickness. So I was like, I don't know what to take today. Cause this is different than yesterday. So I was really genuinely like on my ass for like 36 hours. And that happened Wednesday afternoon after we were done with the show. That was probably the worst I felt was Wednesday afternoon, evening. I was under four blankets in a full sweatsuit and I was freezing my ass off like chills, like chills, like crazy. Like I've never had those chills since I got the vaccine basic, but like like steroid level, like my my wife put a blanket in the dryer and put it on because I was like, I couldn't stop shivering. It was crazy. It was crazy, dude. And, um, that lasted for a few hours and then it went into straight up fever. Like I, I, I took some Tory holistic stuff. Cause I was like, I need to go to bed. I just need to fall asleep. You know, I'll sleep through this. I'll sleep it off. <laughs> I started taking stuff from Tory. And next thing I know, I was still wearing my Apple cause Wednesday I was fine. I did the show on Wednesday. I was good. Right. Like I was fine. I was like, Oh, this is going to be no problem. No big deal. And I'm like passed out. My Apple Watch starts buzzing like crazy, like someone's calling me. And it says, your heart rate is elevating with no movement. Are you okay? Wow. My heart, my heart rate was like at 140, just like blasting. Wow. And it that went, thing does that? It knows it like knows yeah. that yeah. it's I wasn't like moving. you're not moving and your heart rate is like yeah. sky high. Yeah. And oh. it's like, hey, are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm not. And, say, bro, are you alive? <laughs> yeah, are you alive? Basically, that's what it was. And uh, it went from straight up chills freezing to I am sweating. I am this. I don't know what my fever. I don't have a thermop was temperature gauge thermometer. I don't have one for a human, only for meat. Uh, so I was like, I don't know. I know I'm hot, and I slept with no blanket and nothing on me because I was like just in a massive fever. Thursday, I woke up and was like just exhausted my body was like what did we just go through (laughs) uh and like body aches back hurt legs hurt everything hurt and it kind of tempered off and i was like oh i should be good tomorrow like thursday night i was feeling okay and then friday what the heck did i wake up with it's hard to keep track i woke up with like so many different things friday i actually felt okay i just couldn't talk i i sounded awful like i like worse than this and so i just told scott like i really don't have any voice to talk to you guys do the show like and i started kind of like cleaning my house i made breakfast i was like just kind of like getting back i was like oh i'm good you know i'm gonna be fine 
later today. I think I went too hard too fast because Friday night sore, Ooh, that happened. sore throat came in, mm-hmm. entered the chat, and Saturday Saturday was morning was brutal. Like I haven't had a sore throat like that since like high school. I thought it was like strep, dude. It was just like burning. Ooh. My ears were burning. Everything from everything was just on fire. I had no energy whatsoever. And by Saturday afternoon, because I had a I had, I had something to do on my computer. Saturday afternoon, I was like, okay, this is, I think I'm at the tail end of it. And then yesterday, I was like, okay, for sure. Like, I still have a sore throat, but every day was something new and it was weird. But today, I woke up and I was like, all right, I feel really good. I actually feel really good. But that was weird, man. I'm, I'm still positive. So I, I'm, I'm going to take another <clears throat> test. I'm going to take another test today. Um, but yeah, it was an experience. I was, because, Everybody that I've talked to with COVID recently, they're like, yeah, it's no big deal. You know, like, yeah, you kind of chills, body aches, stuff like that. That's what I've heard from everybody. My How sister- long ago did you get your last vaccine shot? Oh, that was December 21. Probably. Okay. Interesting. Because yeah. um, I got my last one because we were going to Spain. I didn't want to get the third, whatever. I felt good and healthy. But like at the time we were looking at travel restrictions when we had already booked a trip to Spain, we had to have one within like, you know, 180 days. It was going to lapse. I was like, oh, we got to get it. So I got one like in the beginning of November, first week, I'm sorry, beginning of October. We went to Spain the last week of October. Everything was fine. Didn't feel bad. Came home from Spain about four days after I came home from Spain, which is about a little over a month mm-hmm. from the time of the last shot. I got the worst, the worst kind of maybe not as bad as yours but the worst for me and really the only time i feel like i ever got covid um in that like and it and it it knocked me back and i was really worked over and it was interesting because it seems like the same kind of timetable maybe yours is a little longer from december 20th to the first week of february but saturday was that has anything to do with it yeah maybe because my i the browner and, and scott know uh, my wife went to a uh, family party in TJ on Saturday and seven or eight people got COVID uh, from that party. Okay. But what's crazy is literally every one of those people that had COVID had already had COVID previously and they were recovered by like two, three days later, like completely testing negative. Like, but me and her, cause we haven't had it since the original strain. I guess we were just like, it's like basically like a whole new thing. Whatever strains going around is like a whole new thing. Right. But it was funny enough, Browner, you remember we went to Miami and I was like patient zero and I would always make the joke of, I, I definitely mm-hmm. got COVID, but I didn't never qualified for a test because I never got a fever, but I had everything else. Literally felt the same way, the exact same way. Like I felt the exact <laughs> same way I felt in, in, oh. in February of 2020, March, 2020. Like I felt the exact same way and I was like, oh wow, that's crazy. So whatever, it's over, it's done with. I still sound awful, but I feel great. And I appreciate Lawhead, you filling in for me on Friday. I know you were ready to tag in on Thursday, but I guess Scott didn't have a voice on Thursday either. Hey. So we appreciate you uh, always being available to come off the bench and out the bullpen, dog. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's always fun. To, you know, we get to hey, do man, it, we get to do it from home. So it's right, not a, right. Yeah, Dude, it's, not a big, I, it's not a big leap. If it's I had not to go a big to a adjustment. Studio, if I had to go to a studio, it'd be you two doing the show right now. Like, yeah. a, I'm still positive, so. Well, yeah. What I would tell you is this: whoever set this thing free, it's time for a good old-fashioned war. 
I mean, bombs. Oh, jeez. Rubble. Oh, Browner. All that. Look well, what these people have. Well, look I'm... what these people have done to the world. Okay, I'm not the only person who believed this. Whoever set this thing free, it was clearly intentional, and it just and it did its thing. It did what it was supposed to do. Okay, survey taken. Now we got to do something about it. Well, if, anything, this if anything's going to start a, a war with China, it might be balloons. So, let, who knew? Know. Yeah, who knew? Balloons might be. Party City, you're up. What like, you got? What a terrible City. spy balloon if you could see it from the ground. Like, hey, I, I was kind of disappointed in China's technological advancements there. I was like, okay, if this is a spy balloon, why is there a million videos from the ground of it getting shot down? We had <laughs> this big old a... fear of russia being like this military mighty strong they can defeat anybody they got beat by three dudes who got off work with some rockets yeah and now here we are looking up in japan we think they're like technical technology advanced they've got this future stuff no one's ever seen they got a balloon with a cell phone attached yeah. to it these last got to do these last five days dude i know everything about everything i have been on my phone on my screen time is probably up like five thousand percent I've watched everything oh. on Netflix. I watched that Eddie Murphy movie. I rewatched. What'd you think of that? We just watched it last night. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of corny. Eh. There's some funny. You know what? There's Lu funny bits. Eddie, sure. Eddie Murphy and Ju Louise Dreyfus are very funny. They yes. deliver, but yes. the kind of the whole thing. Did you watch it, Brown? Mm -mm. Yeah, I, I'm waiting. Not gonna I'm lie. Waiting. A little disappointed in it. Yeah, I felt like it was. It was corny. I, was... I'm a big. I'm a big there's no spoilers here at all i i mean whatever you can't really spoil comedy but i'm a big fan of of cringy awkward comedy like one of my favorite mm -hmm. comedies is i love you man and that whole thing is nothing but cringe but i don't know this is just like dragged on too long mm -hmm. every time but i don't know you'll maybe you'll you'll, you'll when you watch it we could talk about it more but i watched that i rewatched both of infinity war and endgame browner because i just needed to kill time Nice. I watched the entire season of Yellowstone, season five. Ooh. Uh, well, part one. I guess there's a part two coming out. Uh, I don't know, dude. I, I watched all of the Pro Bowl, all of it. Oh, man, you really were more. sick. Listen, man, I, that, that's, that's probably really, what gave you that other symptom. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's why you get the achy body and the and the. I watched, you know. I watched the entire Lakers Pelicans game, like the entire thing on a Saturday. Um, I watched that was a decent game. That, that was it turned out to be sick. Uh, I watched, uh, he makes me sick. I watched, um, a little bit of the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. I never watched golf. I watched Ugh. a little bit of that. Uh, I don't know. Ugh. Name it. I watched it this weekend. I'm ready. I watched so much Padres Fan Fest footage on Twitter. I just oh, couldn't get man. enough of it. I had so many friends there that were just like in hell. Cause it seemed like, I don't know what the Padres were thinking. Selling 50,000 tickets to this thing when that place doesn't hold 50,000 people. Uh, that's that would that seem crazy but i mean I, i'm ready to talk about anything you guys want i'm literally caught up i i obviously caught up with the Kyrie stuff i've read every the athletic article about the Kyrie situation i've seen every trade offer supposedly made by by for by teams i'm ready to go boys i i don't think i've ever been so prepared for a show in my life because i have been in front of a tv for five days wow. honestly yeah jason i Consuming even watched that a, content. i watched five minutes of michigan ohio state Ugh. Five How minutes. did you even get through that? That was no, awful. I didn't. I turned it off pretty. What fast. a two! What two? First off, Ohio State's absolutely terrible. This is the worst team they've put out on a basketball court, and not that they're some basketball program, but thirty years. I mean, unbelievable how bad they are. Holtman is on his way out. He's going to get fired. I mean, Jawan Howard in Michigan—they look terrible. I mean, he—he's going to. Luckily, he played there and and was a you know national you know type of you know 
Yeah, he would have been figure, fired. You know, fired fired it'll be tougher to fire well, him. But man, are let's they? Slow those two let's slow down. Let's slow down. Those are bad. Juwan, that's bad basketball right there. Juwan Howe has been deep in the tournament on multiple occasions. I know. In the short that's what, that job. Know. This ain't like leash. Patrick Ewan. This ain't like yeah. Patrick Ewan where you're like, bro. One or two more years than it is, though. Like that. That's bad basketball. Good God. Like did he did he do those things with other guys recruiting classes? Like why why is why is Jawan Howard so good his first two seasons and now he's not? Like we've seen that happen a lot. We've seen that happen in coaching that's a lot. True, that, yeah, that's true. So, that's true. But you did it. You did I it. Mean, he did How it. Did, but that doesn't how and we we know nowadays that don't give you much leash. Do used to do it. You got to do it now. Yeah. So, anyways, we're not gonna talk about Michigan basketball or Ohio State basketball today. Uh, what I do want to talk about, and I think maybe. Oh, obviously, it is Super Bowl week. Forgot about that. We're not in Radio Row. We're not in Phoenix, but it is Super Bowl week. Um, I have no plans for the Super Bowl yet, but I'm in, Fe- in Phoenix. They're talking about the Kyrie trade. Well, yeah, you on Radio Row. They're talking about the Kyrie trade because remember the the first two days is like more nothing than everything. Monday, Tuesday, nobody there. Like if you're there, no. you're like the you're like the diehards. You're like the 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 Ian Rappaport's, the chef. You're like the guy. The football guys are there right now. Right. The celebrities, everybody starts rolling in Wednesday. They're like Rihanna ain't even there yet. You're like the guys. Know? You're the like the guys that bring the the, the equipment <laughs> yep. for when pitchers and catchers report. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. They just load in the trucks right now for right. Super Bowl in Phoenix. But um, I'm uh, dude. I, I'm getting very. The more I think about this game, the more I'm excited about it. But uh, we're not going to Radio Row. Worked out well for me because uh, I wouldn't have gone. I don't know what the hell we would have done to be honest with you guys because. We we are the the early arriver, arrivers. We like getting there early. We like setting up. Right. We like so, I wouldn't have been there. You guys would have been there without me. So canvassing the area, mm-hmm. yeah. But you know why our Wi Fi isn't working? <laughs> because we didn't pay for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we forgot about that little thing last year when we went to LA. I was like, hey, why is this? Why is my uh, ISDN line not working here? And they're like, well, you didn't pay for it. And I was like, you know what? Forgot about that little thing about. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah, I didn't. I don't Where? remember paying for it in Miami, and then I remembered, oh, yeah, we didn't. Howard Denneroff hooked it up. So, right, yeah, we forgot to ask him last year <coughs> in, in L.A. But I think for me, where I would like to start, and if you guys will oblige, is I feel like the Padres Fan Fest, it was very newsy. I know it's a fan fest, but this is the first time Fernando Tatis has ever been in the public eye since his suspension. I thought, his, I thought that's – obviously, he was asked about where he's going to play. Uh, Manny Machado is very much going to opt out, in my opinion, unless they sign him to a long-term deal. Uh, Juan Soto was asked about his future. He don't seem like he's very much ready to sign anything anytime soon. Um, there's a lot of newsy stuff coming out of the, the fan fest. I would love to get started there because the more that the public is allowed to be around the Padres, that is what people care about in this town. It could be February. It could be Super Bowl week. It could be December. It could be free agent. That is what the Padres have done to this city. They have made it a 365 Padres town. That's the vibe I'm getting. You guys could disagree with me. I just see like the amount of people at a fan fest. That's crazy to me. And it was in and around downtown. That to me, I mean, the Dodgers had their fan fest. I don't think they had 50,000 people there. And they were also charging like crazy to get into their fan fest. Uh, We could talk about that. I don't know if you guys saw that. Like everything at Padres fan fest was free. Dodge Stadium, it was like tiered. Hey, you want to take a you want to take a selfie with this dude and get an autograph? 25 bucks. Oh, you want to get on the field? A thousand bucks. Like Dodger fans were like not 
privy to the, what the Padres like. Padre fans were like on the field, running bases, doing whatever the hell they wanted. So we will talk about all that when we come back. This is Kaplan and crew. I'm Alex Padilla. John Browner's here. Jason Lawhead is here with you guys today and tomorrow. Scott will be back Wednesday. We'll have, and then we'll hopefully all be back to normal Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, leading you up to the Super Bowl. Uh, we're brought to you by Seven Mile Casino, just minutes from downtown San Diego. SevenMileCasino.com for all of your favorite table games. Go check them out. Seven Mile Casino. Now with a Sammy's restaurant and bar. Get yourself an espresso martini. I think it's called the John Browner there. Get yourself some hey tacos. Yo. Get yourself some chicken wings. Get yourself some pizza at Sammy's restaurant and bar. Seven Mile Casino. SevenMileCasino.com. I need to take a quick break before I completely cough all over this broadcast. We'll be right back to Kaplan and crew. What's up, everybody? Great friends. Welcome back. Kaplan and crew with just the crew today. Alex Padilla, John Browner, Jason Lawhead with you guys today and tomorrow. Scott will be back on Wednesday. He's in New York uh, handling some stuff. And we'll get all the whole band back together on Wednesday. Thanks, everybody, for being here. We always appreciate it when Scott's not here, but you guys still are. Shout out to the Chatlins on YouTube. Uh, and for those of you that are watching on YouTube and haven't yet, please do us a favor and subscribe to this YouTube channel. Always appreciate that. Subscribe, comment, like, turn on notifications. You guys know what to do. And if you don't, go check it out. YouTube.com slash Kaplan and crew. Check us out on everywhere at Kaplan and crew, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever. We're everywhere. And if you're listening on audio, subscribe to Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, iHeart. We are everywhere. We are everywhere. We are everywhere at Kaplan and crew boys. I let off by telling you guys that I thought the uh, Padres fan fest and now all the, the news that came out of that was the biggest story of the weekend to me. I'm sure you two have different answers. So I'll ask you guys, what was the biggest story? Oh, I forgot to mention one other thing I watched real quick. San Diego state kicking Boise state's ass on Friday. Mm -hmm. Still ranked number 25, a little bit of respect being shown finally by the voters because they lost one last week and won one last week, still stayed in the AP Top 25. Just a side note. Browner, biggest story of the weekend for you. Uh, in terms of Fan Fest, obviously, uh, I got to tell you, man, I thought that the overwhelming response to that was fantastic. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think that any quote-unquote news was made out of that because it's pure business for Manny to opt out of his contract. It's pure business for Soto to not say, I'm signing, I ain't signing nothing yet. And you would expect for Tatis to play play well in front of that crowd because he's trying to get back into people's good graces. Yeah. The people who want to make news out of Manny Machado opting out is one way or, or another. Like, look around. Look at what he's done for this organization. If you're going to sign anybody, it has to be him. There's no other – there's no one else who deserves that money for current performance, for future performance, and for past performance. I would honestly tell you, Manny Machado made this a grown-up organization. He literally stabilized something that was rudderless. Like, it was just out in the open. Now, it took them a lot of money to do it, but you got to spend money to win games in baseball, and they started with him. Now, people tell you Eric Hosmer, they'll tell you Will Myers. Those didn't work. This was real big boy spending. The money they spent on Hosmer was okay. At the time, the money they spent on Myers, that was okay. That was like, hey, we got to spend something because we don't have anything. The money that they gave Manny Machado sent off a signal around Major League Baseball that they're ready to play. They're ready yeah. to get in the ring and swing with the big boys. And since that signing, what have they done? They've paid Fernando Nautis Jr. 
big boy money. They found Juan Soto to get ready to cut him a check. That's big boy money. They traded. They didn't trade. They they signed in the summer the, the quote-unquote new shortstop. Ender Bogart. Big, big boy money. So And there's a lot of talk about them and Otani. Big boy money. Mm-hmm. And so the, the fact that they've had their hat in all these discussions, even the Aaron Judge thing, it didn't work out because I think that was just a ploy for him to get more money when he really didn't need to do that. But they've put themselves at the forefront right now of every major league free agent possible because they've started that with Manny Machado. And so, of course, he's going to say he's going to opt out. He should. Well, I think it's maybe I don't know if you guys agree with this. I don't think he's outplayed his contract. I just think that he's earned more of the same. Like, I don't I don't think he's. I don't think there's a third baseman out there that's going to get paid more than Manny Machado if Nolan Arenado did not get paid more than Manny Machado. Nolan Arenado opted in to the remaining deals of his Cardinals contract. They get paid almost the same. Like, he gets paid a little less. So when I think Manny Machado opts out, I don't think it's to get more annually. I think it's just to get more years. I think, like, he's going to get paid the 30 mil but he's going to get paid for longer than five years. I think that's what he wants. I think, honestly, that's kind of what he's played into. And I think you're right, Browner. If I'm going to give anybody that's either Soto or Machado a longer extension, it's Machado for me. He's been there. He's proven yeah. it. He plays a more elite position. He is also a very elite defender. He's also seems to be way more important in that clubhouse. He's not new. He's been here for years. Um, and yeah, I, I, I was under the assumption like, oh, okay, maybe, you know, Arenado opted in, so maybe Machado, like, what's he going to get? But after this offseason, there's so much money out there. Manny Machado will get money so anywhere. Much, yeah. So I don't And I agree with you, Alex. I think he's looking at all these contracts and going the terms of, like, everybody's getting paid until they're 39, 40, 41, 42. Mm-hmm. I, like, I want to be under the, that kind of contract. You know, I know where my annual is going to be. It's going to be in that competing market, but, you know, get me to 39, 40, 41 years old. Because I think right now – Bogarts is till 41 years old, I think, but I that think, contract. I think both he and Tatis are at, at the same and the same year. I'll double-check that real quick. I think yeah, they both opt out. I think well, both their contracts, if he didn't opt out, I believe they – Oh, no, no, no. Take him to like 36 or 37 years old, right? Machado would be 35. 35. And Tatis would be 35. That's not, That's what I was talking about. Right. Yeah. I think that these – I think that these – this contract – is vital for the Padres going forward. Because if Juan Soto has another year where he's just like, hmm, he's good. good. Right. He's good. good. He's good. Like he gets on base, but he's hitting. Like Manny Machado's a Hall of Famer. We we just found that out with Scott Rowland being in, 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 voted into the Hall of Fame. Manny Machado will be in Cooperstown at third base. If Scott Rowland's going there, <laughs> yeah, Manny Machado's going there. So you, you the I mean, fact he's been that an MVP finalist, you have a two or Hall of years. Famer. <laughs> you yeah. have a Hall of Famer at third, and you know what a Hall of Famer at third who can hit and field does? It, it makes pitchers want to stick around. Yeah, it, it makes other players want to be on a team like that because the, they they they're that's the position yeah, that's that Brown, has the least amount. Yeah, I think that's what Browner said perfectly. Uh, this is Manny Machado when he asked about his current contract. He has one year left. And he was asked about uh, obviously the priority is not. I think that's on AJ and, and, and Peter and the organization. Um, you know, I think we, I've expressed myself on on uh, you know where we stand and um, you know uh, 
you know, I think the main focus for me during the season is, is to go out there and play baseball. And, you know, ultimately, I think, uh, you know, my focus is on, on trying to bring a championship to, to, this, to this team and to, this, to the city that's been waiting for it for a long time. So, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, for me, it's just going out there and playing baseball and, you know, let AJ and, um, you know, Peter and, and my AJ handle, handle those things. Are you open to it, though, the conversation? To, to the conversation, yeah, conversation without, I yeah. Mean, of course. I mean, I, lo- I love this, um, you know, I love this team. Um, you know the players, the thing that we've, we've we've done here in the past. So, um, you know, yeah, definitely for sure. Um, is it a danger? If okay, this is a stupid question because it is a danger. But I think one of the worst things that could happen is if the Padres let him become a free agent because then it's an open market, and you never know. You never know what teams out there that'll throw stupid amounts of money at somebody. Somebody's willing to give. Carlos Correa, $400 million. Somebody's willing to give Manny Machado $500 million. I just think that it's a dangerous game you're playing. You know what Manny Machado – hold on, brother. You know what Manny Machado is. You know yes. you know how consistent he is defensively and what he can do for you in this ballpark, proving it every, every year. Which is right. important, by the way. Which is in important. this ballpark, proving what he can do here year in, year out. Four years now. MVP finalist, two, two of the four years he's been here. I think that it is a very dangerous game to even let him become a free agent because at that point, there is no guarantee. And at that point, that's a big hole at third base. That's a big hole in in the third spot of your batting order. I think that if all signs are pointing, I'm going to opt out unless you re-sign me to a longer term. I think you must sign him to a longer term. You got Soto for two years. Let those two years pan out. We'll figure it out. I think that signing Manny Machado is imperative. Yeah. If if you win the World Series, if you win the World Series in 2023, you can let him become a free agent. I know, man, but here's the thing, dude. That's such a no, big yeah, if. But this, is, but but this is the business. This is the business of it. This is the business of it because again, we if Juan Soto gives you the season that you think that you can, you should be getting from him going forward. Somebody's somebody's expendable. And that's just the truth of it. There's a lot of circulating in this picture of uh, uh, Tatis, Bogarts, uh, Soto, um, and, and Manny. As that picture is circulating. Here's the here's the truth about it. Here, yeah, perfect. Look at all those people. Beautiful thing. Yep. So one of them is expendable. Just just the nature of professional sports, because these guys are contracted. So. We can use a magic eraser on one of those dudes at the end of the season. I'm just telling you. I'm just because if, if you go, if you find yourself in the in the uh, uh, conversation with Otani, well, that's before you even keep going. There's two guys signed for a very long time already of those four. That doesn't mean anything anymore. You still got to find trade partners though to take on that amount of money. Is not a very easy thing to do. We haven't those seen it yet. Those... We haven't seen in baseball. When was the last time you saw a dude? with nine years and $300 million on his contract being traded. Right. doesn't happen. <clears throat> so it's not well, as... They just, they just in, in, in the defense of those deals, they just started doing those. No, but... So they probably two... Right, so I'm saying. Two, three so years what old. I'm saying is, right now, I don't think Tatis is going anywhere. I don't think... I, I for damn sure Bogarts ain't going anywhere. He just he hadn't even played for him yet. So right. I, I think when you talk about one of those dudes is expendable, it is a... It's, it's been reported. It's either Machado or Soto, but you don't have to worry about that until the next season. Correct. Correct. But what I'm saying is, if you're looking at it from a standpoint of 
if they win the World Series, and this is why I said that with the caveat, if they win the World Series, one of them can go and no one will care. To be honest with you, if they win the World Series, we could turn into the Royals for five years. And, I mean, it is what it is. Like, you you, you bring something to the city that they've never had before, professional championship. Yes. Sorry, soccer's. You know what I mean? Um, I, Like, there's just – if you bring a World Series championship to San Diego – Peter Seiler becomes there will be statues built of him. There'll be more murals and more Padres all across the city that you could think of. Like it changes the entire dynamic. But to just yes. assume that you're going to I I'm, I get what you're saying. You're not assuming. I'm I know not you're not assuming that they right. will. Yeah, 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 it changes okay. the conversation. I don't even want to get there. I just think that like you. What? I, I, I don't want to get to the point of even worrying about what happens to Machado. I don't want to get. That's what I mean. Like I don't want to worry right. about. If we win the World Series, he'll opt out. We'll worry about... No, I'd rather just... Can we just sign him and win a World Series? Like, can we have them both? I think Seidler's no. proved... I think Seidler's proved, uh, you know, win a World Series or not. Why stop now? I, I think all of his recent signings has proved a, a why stop now attitude. So I think even if he won the World Series and he there was obviously options and decisions to make, I don't think he would he would even think about turning this team into a, like a Royals or a, or a Marlins implosion when they would win their world series back in the day. I think he's kind of proved like, why stop now? I don't, I, I want to look down on the Dodgers for a while as long as I can. Well, that's the whole other thing. I saw that uh Freddie Freeman quote and I agree with Freddie Freeman. Like, yes. The Padres beat the Dodgers in the playoffs and made it to the NLCS. I get that. But the Padres haven't won a division title in a very, 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 very long time. So I just think that's knocking them off in the regular season is the next block. Like you, I think that's the expectation, right? That the Padres are going to win the NLS this year. That's Padres fans' expectations. Whether it's Vegas's, I don't know, but it's definitely Padres fans' expectations. To assume you're going to get back to the NLCS, that's a big assumption. There's so many games. There's so many things that happen. Nobody was expecting the Padres to make it there in the first place. How many teams, how many people were expecting the Padres to beat the Mets in the wild card? We were talking about, will they make the playoffs last year? So I just think. No, 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 no. You, bruh, you don't, don't frame this right. Frame this right. Because one of us was never saying none of that. Mm. That was you, baby. Hey, don't listen. come up in here with that COVID a... brain, acting like we all did something. Well, no, we. That was you. So that's that's that, thank God, thank goodness for the freaking uh, MLB expansion to the playoffs, dude. Because the old way, they are not even in. All I'm saying is to assume you, whatever you can use whatever term you want. Expansion, <laughs> Jesus, we got in, and not only did we get in, we won. We started bouncing hundred win teams when we got in. Okay, in fact, and, and for you to sit on, come on this show. Yeah. Okay. You don't come on this damn show and talk about what Freddie Freeman said. You okay with that, bro? We beat Freddie Freeman. What do you say all the time? Yeah, you say something all the time. Regular season is what? It is whatever, man. Winning in the postseason is where it's at. I so agree. For you or Freddie Freeman to be whining about, oh, we still on the division. <laughs> Get the <laughs> hell out of here. Go on somewhere, Freddie. Go go crown your money stack. Were you guys surprised? At the react, have you guys seen the reaction that Fernando Tatis got when introduced on stage at FanFest? Because let me play it. If not, why don't I just play it? Anyways, here is Fernando Tatis being introduced by Don Orsillo at FanFest. Let's start off with a big welcome back to Fernando Tatis Jr. Coming. 
Uh, how incredible was that moment right there for you? I love you, San Diego. I love you. I love you. <laughs> it's just amazing. It's amazing to be back in front of you guys. I definitely miss you, every single one of you guys. And uh, I'm not going to leave this place for a very long time. So it's going to be fun for a very long time. <laughs> Thoughts? This is what I'm saying. <laughs> what? what? What if you y'all expect him to get booed? No, 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 no. no. I mean, those are the diehards. Those are those are obviously the diehards. Right. This, this guy, this guy is like their child. Like they love this man. Period. I'm there's there's very little he can do worse than what he's already done. Okay. And look at the reaction he got. Um, this I can't. I want to be very clear on this. I'm a fan. I think that he's great. I think that he's going to. I hope that he picks up where he left off. The ego is never going anywhere. Look at what he just got. <laughs> yeah. Look at what he just got. When I tell y'all he's going to go back to shortstop, look at the response he got. Yeah. What has Xander Bogart's done here? Nothing. Nothing. You didn't see Hassan Kim on that stage. Okay, you didn't see Jake Cronenworth on that stage. Look who's on that stage. Those are the people who matter. And look how they responded. Oh, Bogart's to him. was on that stage. Yeah, did he get a did he get a reception like that? Yeah, stop it. <laughs> Not like that, but stop it. No, I was stop curious. It. I was curious to see what. I mean, he hasn't been in the public eye like in that capacity in over a year. So yeah, I yeah. was surprised to see that it was as welcoming as, I guess, exuberant. Like I was expecting, like yeah, really? he's back. Yeah, I was expecting, like yeah, he's back. Yeah, he's back. I wasn't expecting like a full on like hero's welcome. Like the dude got suspended for PEDs. Like I, I, I wasn't sure. I, I'm not so. I guess I, I guess looking back now, like yeah, it makes sense. These are the diehard Padres fans that took time on their yes. Saturdays to go take pictures and autographs with these guys. It makes 50, sense. Fifty thousand of them. It makes sense. Look at that! Look at that sea of people crunched up against each other, yeah. like Kanye West performed. Now, what is happening now? Come April twentieth, and it, that happens again at Petco. Obviously. It's how he's going to react to it when he goes to Dodge Stadium. It's how he's going to react to it when he goes to oh, yeah. Philly and when he goes to Chicago and when he goes to San Francisco. That's where Tatis is going to have to go through all of the ups and downs of that PED suspension. Motorcycle accident, no one anywhere else in the, in the country cares about it. No one cares about the motorcycle accident. The thing you're going to hear about is steroids, 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 steroids. That's what Tatis is going to have but to deal with all year long. But you gotta know, he's that that's built in. Like that's baked into the cake already. That's part of the recipe is you get treated poorly on the road. Like all these guys are used to that. It's when you get booed at home is when it hurts. Yeah. yeah well, hey, so, I, I think that to your point, you're like, what is Andrew Bogart's on here? Nothing. And I nothing. I nothing. But they paid him a lot of money to come here and do stuff. That's for sure. He's been called the best pure hitter in baseball. I hope so. I hope so. Show it to me. I remember what they said about Juan Soto. No, I remember. I remember. When the Padres traded for Adam Frazier, who was leading oh the National League in batting average, showed up to San Diego and looked like he ain't never hit a baseball in his life. Like so, I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful, Brown, because you're right. If Tatis comes back here and Tatis in 300, hitting taters everywhere, and, and Bogarts is struggling defensively at short, yeah, it's gonna be a conversation. It's gonna be a conversation mm -hmm. real quick. 
But I hope that's the I, I don't hope that's a problem. I hope the T's performs that well where it is in the discussion. I don't think it matters where right. he plays defensively personally. I think what matters is what he does at home plate at the end of the day. Well, he uh, he's always made errors. He's always in in pursuit of the spectacular play. He's fallen short on some of yeah. the routine. And that's okay, in my opinion, because, again, I'm here to be entertained. Those those little ones never really hurt them in a big fashion, but those big ones get get your contracts. Those big ones get you on SportsCenter. Those big ones get you commercials. Those big ones get you logos put on things. So, for me, I thought that was always more attractive for his defensive side that he could make the spectacular play. At this point in time, we don't we need him to be able to make the little plays now because we're now we're talking playoff games. Sure. Now we're talking chances at World yeah. Series. That's yeah. exactly now we right. need him to make those no, little different. plays. Bob so, Melvin's going to put the best guy that makes the best head heads up plays consistently at that yeah. position in October. And he's well, I wonder if that's I wonder if that's where we could talk about next. Sorry, to cut you off because we got to go to commercial, no. Jason. That's funny because I think we saw the guy last year, but he's getting moved to second. So we'll talk about that when we come back. We'll also talk about the big trade in the NBA. Was it a good one? Was it a bad one? Why is LeBron crying? We'll talk about all that when we come back. We're brought to you by Seven Mile Casino, Kaplan and Crew. Go to kaplanandcrew.com. Click on that Seven Mile Casino logo, and it takes you straight to sevenmilecasino.com. This is Kaplan and Crew, Alex Padilla, Jason Lawhead, John Browner. We'll be back. <clears throat> Great friends, welcome back. Kaplan and Crew, Alex Padilla, John Browner, Jason Lawhead with you guys on a Monday. Super Bowl week is here, but we're not talking about that yet. We'll get to that. We have all week to talk about the game. Nothing really coming out of it yet. Teams haven't even arrived yet, I don't think, or unless they arrive today. Today, we're talking about Padres. We're talking about NBA. Talked a little bit about Aztecs. Talked a lot about COVID early in this segment one. Uh, we're brought to you by iThrive, iThrive MD. I am on iThrive Lean as of this morning, probably because of COVID, boys. So I'll probably gain some of it back. Uh, I'm down 41 pounds right now. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, yeah. 41? That happened. Wow. Damn. That ha I'm not kidding. That happened. That was this morning. I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure. 41. I'm sure I'll gain, like, you know. you about to be a crackhead way soon. You might <laughs> want to slow down. Um, 41 pounds. Going into last Wednesday, I was down, like, 35. And because of COVID and because of I Thrive, I'm sure, I ended up losing, like, five pounds these last five days. Wow. Uh so I'm sure I'll gain that back here as I get healthier. But uh, yeah, at this moment, uh, 41, which I'm sure, like I said, I'll gain it all back. But iThriveMD, go to kaplanandcrew.com, click the iThrive logo, go check it out. You're going to get $200 off the first three months. In three months, I lost 30 pounds. That could be you. You could be done after three months. You know, like Not everybody has to lose more than 30 pounds. So go check them out. Uh, go to kaplanandcrew.com, click the iThriveMD logo. Go check, talk to Dr. Max A, doc, talk to Dr. Um, Fry, who was on it herself, and go check him out. We were talking about Padres Fan Fest, fellas. We're talking about Manny Machado. Got to lock him up. Talk about Tatis. He's coming back. Says he's 100% healthy, ready to go. Also was asked, hey, where are you going to play? He says, ask, ask the manager. But, you know, same old, same old. Oh, did you see the Xander Bogarts and Juan Soto beef? What did you guys see this? Is that, a, is that a sandwich? No, it's already real drama between the oh, two, two really? of the four guys. Yeah, can't be. Yeah, you guys didn't hear about this. Please, no. please explain this to okay. me. No, what? Let me break it down for you. This is from our. This can't be real. This is one hundred percent real. Okay, I'm not exaggerating when I tell you this is this is a real thing that happened. It's better be a joke. Uh, 
from excuse me, Sander Bogarts and Juan Soto um, have beef. Sander Bogarts said he and Juan Soto got in a fight outside of FanFest because they both wanted to the same place to live and found out the day of FanFest that Soto got the house over Xander Bogarts. The drama is real in the clubhouse already. Okay. <laughs> Great. That's what, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think Coronado well, has about uh, four Padre players living on that island for sure right now. All four that were on stage yeah. at the same time. Listen, man, I'm gonna tell you right now, if you go if you go park your car at a place at the end of the night, it ain't a bad place to stop. It ain't a bad place to stop, my friends. Uh that was making a joke, Browner. Don't get all mad at me. I'm just saying. Yeah. Xander and yeah. Soto going after the same pad in Coronado, man. I think if I played for the Padres, I'd live in Coronado. Do you, you think where, where do that, you where would you live if you played? Is there for the a is there and this is gonna this is Is that a real question? This is gonna Coronado. be Coronado. I yeah. postal elite. I don't know exactly where I was gonna go with. Is there a place I can park my boat next to Petco? Hey. Right. They'll listen. These guys make enough money. They'll go to the owner and go, "Hey man, build something that we could pull up so we could see our boat from the dugout." Yeah, because the players parking lot looks directly at the Hilton Bayfront. Can right. I park my boat right there? Ride my scooter over. over. Something. Go. I'm going to hook me walk up. Walk across the bridge. We talking about we Is there a tunnel about? from the convention to Petco? There should be. Nah, I don't. They're like the Warriors Ooh. and the A's stadium, you know? There was like that tunnel that connected Nice. To. That's a good question. Yeah. Because that the convention center has some secrets. Because that's the way I would roll. I mean, because that, that Coronado Bridge traffic sucks sometimes. I mean, that, but the time that they leave necessarily probably wouldn't play into that. But going but in, going if in. You're, if, yeah. if you're going to tell me <laughs> I get to go from my home in Coronado to my yacht to Petco, what? Yeah. Resign. Trade me to where? Well, yeah. I'd cry if they traded me. If I that was my life, if I got to wake <laughs> up in a five million dollar house on the beach in Coronado, take a scooter to my boat, take my boat across the the the, the bay or whatever this thing is called down here, harbor, then across the harbor. <laughs> Excuse me. Get a view of the downtown. Go right up, pretty much where those yachts are outside the Hilton Bayfront. Get off my boat. Walk over to the to the. Come on. I've man. never been to Washington D.C., but I could imagine that Juan Soto's house is now better than it was back in the East Coast. E- easily, <laughs> easily. What they know? It ain't no. It ain't snowing. It ain't none of that over here. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. What? It wasn't nice this weekend though. But it wasn't nice this weekend in San Diego. Listen, man. It, by the time it started to be important, it will be seventy. Yeah. It won't be hitting seventy. It will be seventy. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is our last thing on the Padres fan fest. Well, first of all, shout out to all fifty thousand of you guys that showed up because that was ridiculous. Y'all the, crazy. You Everybody guys up in You there. guys are diehards. Because I saw these these videos of just oh, the, the sardines no, that you guys were at Peco. No, I know not no, all the reviews were great, and I know a lot of people still end like, okay, first of all, Padres, you now know your fan base is tier one, like yes, like top of the top of the top of the pyramid of fan bases. You got one right now, okay? Congratulations. When Peco has to stop allowing people to come into Peco, and there's still people in line. You have sold too many tickets. And what I mean by sold is you've given too many away because they were all for free. I don't know what you all were thinking, but the fact that you guys allowed 48,000 people in there and there's only a 42,500 capacity, 
I don't know the, 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 the logic behind that thing, but your fan base is going to show up when you tell them show up for next year. Just FYI. Next year, Balboa Park, man. This is that. Listen, that guy, that you can't do that. That's dangerous. Yeah, That's that too was, many people. That was a lot of people in there. I heard, man, line, man. dude, the lines. And I'm no disrespect, Tim Hill. No disrespect whatsoever. I saw a tweet and I can't remember who it was from, but there was a line that was from the Padre store that had to go all the way to like center field or something. And I mm-hmm. guess the dude, when he was at the Padre store was already in line for an hour and a half. Who's and he still had like another hour and a half to go. And then the person that tweeted was like, I don't know if he knows he's in line for Tim Hill's autograph. Because <laughs> 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 by the time he gets there, it's not Tim Hill anymore. Who knows who's there by the time he gets right. there. Tim Hill ain't signing autographs for three hours. So that was crazy. Wow. I, honestly, like, shout out to you guys, the Padres, the Friar Fates. That was insane, the amount of people that were there. I had friends that took their kids there in and out, in an hour. They're like, nope, let's go. Way too many people, way too many lines. You had to wait 30 minutes to play a game. You had to do whatever. So, hey, if you were there, shout out. I hope you all had a good time. That, what they did at the the backstage at Park at the Park, I thought that was cool. They did, they talked to all the four guys. They talked to like Joe Musgrove and Hader and Martinez, all like that. Like that's probably pretty cool, but um, yeah, shout out. Anyways, one of the last things that we t- talk about here with the Padres Fan Fest, I said it to start the show. Juan Soto is here for two more years under contract. He doesn't seem to be in a hurry to sign anything anytime soon. This is what he said when asked about his current contract situation. I mean, I have two more years here. Uh, I think that's a that's a long time. <laughs> if you go day by day, I try to enjoy every moment, every second I'm here, like I did in the Nationals, and I'm happy to be here. And now I have two more years, and we will see what is going to happen after that. I mean, we already talked in our arbitration, so we get that done. And after that, uh, I don't know if we're going to start talking about it, but I leave that to my agent and in the in the team, they they take care about it. I'm here just. Uh, I saw my contract, my arbitration. I take it and we go move moving forward for the season and see how the team is going to react and how we going. Yeah, I mean, what else do we want the guy to say? He's got a two years remaining right. on his deal. Right. What is it? The NBA player? Yeah. No. Do you, <laughs> you do what they ask you to do yeah. until it's time to pay up? And they and and someone will if not the Padres, if he performs like people think he should perform. And one thing that we have to always keep in mind is uh, we're you're going to lose Blake Snell. You're going to lose you Darvish after this year, too. Well, that leaves you with Joe Musgrove and Nick Martinez as your starters right now. So there's other positions that have to be filled. There's other, you know, things that you have right. to fill. So uh, lots do, to, do lots you of offer. To do you about. offer Darvish more? You know, do you offer him See with him and, and with him and Blake? I don't mm. mind waiting. Let's see. See what. Well, yeah, up. obviously, yeah. way through the season, but it's just because Darvish's age. That's my only concern for a pitcher. Obviously, Verlander and Scherzer are their exceptions to the rule sure. with pitchers, I guess. But but on I these think, pitch counts, these guys, you know. Yeah, Blake Snell. Their arms held. Like if I could only get Blake it. from June to October, I take that Blake Snell. I don't like April, right. May. Blake Snell. Warm up. Yeah. Warm up, Blake Snell. Post All Star break, Blake Snell. I like him a lot. Pre All Star break, Blake Snell, not so much, personally. So, uh, anyways, shout out to everybody that went out to Fan Fest. Pitchers and catchers report in like a week, next week. That's crazy. That sounds crazy. I'm pretty sure you Darvish on a plane back to Japan because I think he's gonna train. Obviously, in Japan, he's not. He's not even gonna go to spring training. He's gonna go straight to Japan and war- and and prepare with Team Japan out there. I think the Padres have 
seven guys playing in the World Baseball Classic. I think it's seven guys. Um, obviously, all the guys on stage are playing for somebody. Um, so there you go. That's coming up soon. I baseball. I yeah, I think I if he's back in the top ten in in quality starts or in that number, you know, you go and offer him, you know, more years at the end yeah. of the season. Two two more years or something. We'll yeah. See. Yeah, we'll see what's up with that. Uh, the biggest news, not the biggest news, but I guess the biggest news in the country this weekend. Harry Irving ended a trade on Friday. Mm-hmm. Got one on Sunday. <laughs> That's efficiency right there, my friend. Yeah, Sean man. Marks is a, an efficient worker. Listen, I said this in the offseason. Browner, I think you agreed with me. I said this is going to end badly. This is going to mm-hmm. end badly. When two of your superstars want out because they don't like the coach and you force everybody in a room back together, this is not going to work. Steve Nash was fired very fast. Their new coach has gone in there and turned it around until KD got hurt. Now it's kind of like middling, meddling right in the middle. Kyrie Irving traded to Dallas. He will now be joining Luka Doncic, who is hurt right now. But here you go. The Mavs are going to get Kyrie Irving, Markeith Morris, the Nets in return will get Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie, a 2029 first-round pick, and two second-rounders, one in 2027 and one in 2029. Kyrie Irving gets his wish. My favorite, absolute favorite report from this entire weekend was the pettiness of Joseph Tsai that I completely agree with. According, <laughs> according, according to Mark Stein, Nets owner Joseph Tsai, his sole objective was to not send Kyrie Irving to the Lakers because that's what Kyrie wanted. I mean, <laughs> but the pettiness of Joseph Asai, like, I love how that's the one that's in the crosshairs. But, you know, you're talking about the most petty player in basketball. Yeah, Dude, this of course is, he's going to be petty. It hasn't ended well anywhere Kyrie's been. It's just the way, Correct. like, it, it doesn't end well. It end, didn't end well in Cleveland. didn't end well in Boston. It didn't end well in Brooklyn. It... Kyrie Irving, the ba- this is the this is what's so difficult about Kyrie Irving, in my opinion. Kyrie Irving, the basketball player, is worth all this stupid drama that surrounds him because he's that good. Mm. Kyrie Irving, the player as a whole, mm. I don't think very worth it. I just Look, can't man. trust the guy. Look, I'm going to be very very direct about what I think about Kyrie Irving. No one is this good. No one is this good at all. Period. Because guess what? When LeBron was this good, the Heat were like, "All right, see ya." See ya. It becomes too much. And apparently Kyrie Irving wanted the Nets to give him a a max deal Mm -hmm. within the last three years of not playing because he wouldn't take a vaccine shot after everyone else on the team took one. This is also after him, regardless of what you thought about him retweeting the anti-Semitic video, he did it and then didn't want to apologize. Like, this is, and now the trade. These are things that if you keep behaving like this, what? Why? What are we paying you for? More of th- more of this? Yeah. More of the same? Right. Like the fact that any team would trade anything for him is moronic. Like I think they, I think the Dallas Mavericks gave up too much. Is he a great basketball player? Absolutely, but he's a worse teammate. And people all they talk about him good in the circles of the NBA, and that's all fine and dandy. But he keeps blowing teams up. Every team he goes to, he blows the team up. And if you think him and Luka are going to be a good match, oh, baby, I got news for you. 
Well, let's not talk about the basketball aspect yet because that's a whole basketball conversation we can talk about. But let's just talk about the trade. Let's talk about the drama. Let's talk it's about bad trade. Talk about Kyrie. First of all, the Nets, together with Katie and Kyrie, I think they played 74 games together. Maybe seven. I don't know the exact. Oh, here's the, the, the record. Katie and Kyrie together. They, only, they were 45 and 26. That's it. That's all you got. 45 and 26. 40, I'm going to say it again. He was there for four years? Was it four years? Yeah, this I was his fourth so. year. Basically. 45 yeah. and 26. That's all you got for KD and Kyrie. The team that that owner and that GM let those two guys assemble. This was the KD and Kyrie mashup. Yeah. That's, uh, somehow I forgot James Harden was there. That, worked, that, that was for like a cup of tea. That was like if he's on the album, he featured on a song. Yeah, the Nets when they only have KD and not Kyrie Irving, thirty-eight and seventeen, a sixty-six-nine-one winning percentage. That's very good. Kyrie, no KD, twenty-nine and twenty-three, still pretty good. But all I'm saying is, together, this duo that decided themselves together, let's team up in Brooklyn, let's do this, forty-five and twenty-six. That's crazy to me. That's crazy. I, I got. I'm trying to look at how many games Kyrie you know, missed because I know he missed. He, he, misses, he, he missed misses. more than he played. Yes, he missed yes. more games for the Nets yeah. than he played for the Nets. So, you know, what are you really trading? You're not really trading anything. You're trading an awful teammate that isn't on the floor. He wants to play some basketball. Kyrie's the kind of guy that wants to go out and play some basketball. That's it, and he's really good at it individually. But that's really all he really wants to do. He just wants to go and play some basketball. And that's like a lot of these guys today with the load management and the amount of times they take off. And this is sore today. And let me sit out these many games. And um, But he really is just kind of, let's just go play some basketball. And, you know, I, I don't understand the, you know, I get – like he's exciting to watch when he has the ball one on one, but there's been a million of those guys in NBA history. We've seen mm -hmm. we've seen amazing scorers. Amazing. I mean, there's 130, 140 points. Somebody's got to get 25 of these. There's a chunk of three or four guys getting 25, 26, 27. You add those up. I mean, you still got to account for 120 some points in a game. Like we've seen a million of these guys come and go, and he's just kind of another one. Explain to me this. Yeah, everywhere Kyrie's ever been. It's funny now we're trading him to Dallas, but every time Kyrie's been anywhere, he's always still just been the second best player on the team. I mean, he's going to Dallas now, perceptual perception wise, as the second best player on the team. He's great, but he's never the best player on the team. And when he was for a glimpse in Boston, he sat there in street clothes and watched Terry Rozier and these young bucks <laughs> like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum take his old LeBron. Cavs, which he wasn't a part of anymore, to the brink, and the Cavs still won without yeah. him, and the Celtics didn't have him. And then, as good as the Celtics were without him, he implodes that team, and now they're better without him as they move on. They're on the brink of a title without him, and look at the Nets experiment. Like, so, yeah, he's a great ball player, but it just shows you what kind of teammate and what kind of ultimate gamer he is when he's always the second best player. You guys think it's worth it because the Mavericks weren't winning it as currently constructed. Like they're just not. And they're not going to win. Do you now. think 
But that's what I was saying. Like, why not? How much does they really give up? A first round pick? Too, mu- too much. Okay. Too much so, for that guy. Is it worth the swing? Is it worth the home run swing to just for go me, for it this year and then figure it out? For me, for for me, trading for him, no. No. Because at the end of the day, from a basketball standpoint, that doesn't make them the best team. This trade, this trade should have made you think you the West NBA is team. wide open enough to like maybe he can swing it their way from a bas- from a strictly basketball standpoint. Just before we even get to I know. get a longer now. Uh, I know. No. No. Because <laughs> no. I feel like Mark Cuban and him open, are gonna but butt it, heads so quickly. This is all this is. This is what the Portland Trailblazers were. Two dominant guards that have to do your turn, my turn. Because they don't have time to input an offense. So there won't be anything unpredictable, you'll see. It'll be two guys going one on one in the fourth quarter. And you and in the and in NBA playoffs, when you're playing the same team seven games in a row, a smart coach will cut that off at the legs. And who's gonna play defense on this team? Thank you. Who's gonna Thank play you. defense on this team? That's why everybody was like that, that were these Laker fans that were pining for him. I'm like, the Lakers you, they still give up 118 a game. Kyrie Irving ain't fixing that ain't helping that he's just gonna take some of the points that lebron ad and other guys are already scoring and he's just gonna score some of those they ain't gonna fix giving up 118 a game they just what they give up to the pelicans the other night without zion on the floor yeah 130 and this is with ad back when they're supposed to be a better defensive team like you know that he ain't making that any better kevin durant's a good enough offensive player that if he comes back healthy for the playoffs 100 dinwiddie you know, it played with these guys before. Like, there's there's guys out on the floor that in a playoff, like like Browner said, seven game construct of a series. When you're scouting teams and you're matching up with them, who knows? I mean, I think at the end of the day, keeping Durant, keeping them happy, keeping them healthy. You know, the Nets are a better seven game series than team than than the Mavericks have in that locker yes. room. I don't get it. You know, and don't say the yes, the 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 West is wide open right now, but the trade deadline's Thursday. The Phoenix right. Suns playing better basketball. They are one move away. They if well, they let's talk about that when we come trade. back, Jay. Let me yeah. cut you off real quick. Let's talk about that when we come back. We're gonna hit this break real quick. We're brought to you by Seven Mile Casino Kaplan and Crew. Uh go to sevenmilecasino.com and go visit them. Just minutes down, minutes away from downtown San Diego. Seven Mile Casino will be right back. We'll get jump into more of the Kyrie stuff next. Welcome back, everybody. Kaplan and crew, Alex Padilla, John Browner, Jason Lawhead with you guys on a Monday. Scott will be back on Wednesday. He's out in New York. I'm sure he's on social media posting stuff, but he will be back on Wednesday. Today and tomorrow, me, Browner, and Lawhead got you guys. Apologize if I still sound like crap. Recovering from COVID. Actually, still have COVID, but feeling great, boys. It feels nice to to get back to a little bit of normalcy. Not going to lie to you guys. It was, uh, it was a long four days there. Five days, whatever it was. It was uh it's nice to be back doing this because I couldn't even sit on the desk for a while. I couldn't even get up. Ooh. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was brutal. But brutal. Uh we are brought to you by I don't know if you guys know this, Jason. Athletic Greens. Go to Kaplan and crew athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. You know what's also easier? And my cousin will appreciate this. Go to Kaplan and click the athletic greens logo and it's going to take you straight to athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan and Scott drinks it I used to drink it go check it out athleticgreens.com um boys we were talking about the Kyrie Irving trade that happened uh he's on his way to Dallas taking physical today should be available to play the Clippers on Wednesday in LA but 
no big story in the NBA can go without the mention of LeBron James. LeBron on Friday after the news, uh, well, after the news surfaced that Kyrie officially requested a trade, tweeted the eyeball emojis and a crown, clearly <laughs> indicating he wants to reunite with his boy. I think uh, everyone assumed that LeBron has been pushing for this trade since the summer. Didn't happen. According to Shams Sharania of The Athletic, the Lakers, this is what they offered. The Lakers offered the Nets a package of Russell Westbrook, their two first-round picks in the last two days. But the Nets, in order to get Kyrie Irving, would require all of their young players that included Austin Reeves, Max Christie, pick swaps in addition to Russell Westbrook and the two first-round picks. Now, according to these reports, the Lakers kind of balked at that. The Lakers were like, not really into giving you every single one of our young guys for Kyrie Irving, especially because we only have them until the end of the season, and then we have to figure out what we're going to do with them. So the Nets were like, all right, peace. They moved on. They also yeah. got offers from the Phoenix Suns, and this one This is, is the craziest This one. is an interesting this is one to me because I feel like this is the best trade. Phoenix right. offered a package of, of Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, and a first-round pick. And I guess the Nets were like, nah, we don't want that. So they well, ended up accepting it. Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, and their pick. I, I think that the Dallas trade makes the Nets better right now, and it gives them three picks. You, you don't think showed... adding Chris Paul and, no. and, uh, and no. Jay Crowder makes them as no. good as getting Spencer Dinwiddie? And one pick. Nope. And one pick. Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. I don't think it makes him. I don't think it makes him. What about the Lakers better. trade, Jason? No. Westbrook and future picks, and the, it, it, I think yeah. if they would have got everything they wanted that the that the Lakers balked at potentially, but you know, so is it LeBron James? Want to be fault? pretty good now. The, well, I mean, because what did maybe he, it's I mean, me. This is where we are. Maybe it's me. It doesn't James mean me. like maybe it's me because. Uh, nobody wants to deal with us, or maybe it's me because I put us in this situation that we have no no value to give in this trade or any real trade for anybody that's gonna make a dent to make us a champion tomorrow because if, they're if just you're, a play-in team right now. If you're the Lakers, I, I just have one very important question for you. Who are these guys that you don't want to give up? Like these young, the, your, your young talent. And again, I'm not for trading for Kyrie Irving. I just want to be very clear on that. Right. But if I'm but if I'm the Lakers, what the hell are these dudes doing? Exactly. That I can't trade them. Like, what are you what are you talking about? Are those difference makers? I will give Kyrie Irving this. He's a difference maker. Put those kids' names back on the screen. Max, Max what? Christy Austin Reed. <laughs> Max what? Max what? I mean, when is he when is he play? Like, like, I like Austin Reeves, but to be the reason you don't get Kyrie, <laughs> what's yeah. happening? So, and, if and that's you, a like, funny dig thing. Deep further into it because it, it's this is going to make it worse. It's not that they are that concerned about Austin Reeves and Max Christie and whoever Lonnie Walk, whoever else they have. Right. It's that bringing in Kyrie Irving will put them into. The repeater tax. And for months, people are ignoring the fact that the bus family has been trying to get out of the luxury tax. 
They don't want to pay luxury tax. And the Lakers are then not sell willing. the Lakers because the Lakers are a luxury. Jason, Jason, trust me. But let's be real. They're not. Give me a break. They are not going to. So if when it's when LeBron, and that's why they're is, 25 and 29. But this is what this is what I'm saying. When LeBron says maybe it's me, yes, it is you. Because you did this. Mm-hmm. You did this. You brought as great as LeBron has been on the court, you brought Russell Westbrook. Your team yes. forced your team forced the Lakers to move on from a championship team. Your team forced the Lakers to move on from a championship coach. But the Lakers like have to take part responsibility in but that as well because they agree to they, all of this they and they agree to, to him doing they that. are the owners. Players this come, what, players go. Jeannie's going nowhere. As correct. much as I hate her right now and her cheapness. And her brother they, and, and her, their cheapness. They are not going to sell this team. And by the way, if I'm an owner and I'm like, I have AD, I have LeBron. If I bring Kyrie, are we going to be like championship contenders all of a sudden? Yes. Yes. With who yes. else? That's it? Just those three yes. guys? Yeah, those three and us two. Pick the two. It don't matter. This is what I'm, this is what I'm saying I mean, when about, you're 25 and 29 in a wide open West, it's worth a shot probably. This is, what, this is what I think the underlining problem goes to. And Alex, you're correct. They're not going to sell the team. But that or those the, the the family, the kids, they need to get together and say, okay, how much of a portion of this team do we own? We're all gonna sell five percent to some super duper rich person because we need we need new money, we need new blood in this thing. Cause if we don't want to pay the repeater tax, look at we didn't draft any of these dudes, none of them. We got them, okay? We got them. They're ours because we maneuvered to get them. So that's the game you're playing, period. So if I'm a Laker fan, I don't want to hear that you don't want to pay the repeater tax because my ticket price is astronomical, and I'm still (laughs) paying that. So you, as the owner of the team, needs to figure out a way to get us out of a losing record. And if that means you have to pay the repeater tax and you, the Laker family, the buses are going to make less money at the end of the day because of that, that's a you problem. Right. Don't put that on us. That's a you problem. Because if you want to tell me you don't want to pay the repeater tax for Max Christie and and uh, whatever, man, it's like uh, and Austin Reeves. Those are second round picks. Those are dudes who you could literally get off the street in eight uh, weeks. Again, those guys are somebody you'll find again. I mean, come on, Austin Reeves. You what are you gonna you gonna keep Austin Reeves around to take you know to drop the play for the last shot to get you into the second round of the playoffs? No, that's why Kyrie is is what he is. He is what he is because you can go get it to Kyrie on this draw up, and you know he's gonna be the guy that can put the nail in the coffin and move us on to the second round. Like the repeater, you're you're looking at your fans that you've been charging courtside, (laughs) like a hundred thousand dollars a ticket to watch LeBron break the record on a 25 and 29 team. And you're going to try to say, well, we don't want to pay the repeater tax. You're the Lakers. You're You're the the Los Angeles Lakers. No, they're the Orlando Met. They are the Lakers. The owners are the Orlando Magic. (laughs) it's incredible that that's their oh it's incredible that they stumbled into it's it's incredible that genie bus stumbled into both lebron and anthony davis like both those like those are not things that they should get credit for lebron single-handedly was like i'm going to the lakers win loser draw win loser draw i'm going to the lakers the only and when getting ad he wasn't getting traded anywhere else he wasn't getting traded anywhere else and he wasn't going anywhere else clutch made sure of that 
This, so team, I, this team has been I, in a damn spiral. Spiral is, since uh, Mitch. And Kupchik now look at the bounced. Pelicans since that. Now look at the Pelicans. They're the team Better that off. if they can get healthy Brandon Ingram and, and rally it around, they could be the Brandon most dangerous Ingram team in the West. outplayed Anthony Davis on Saturday. Yeah, and Brandon Ingram was, listen, you got a championship, worth it, whatever. But still, Brandon Ingram is very good. Very, very if good. You, uh, if you look up at where the Lakers are today, I can't, I can't honestly say that at, even with the bubble championship, because people are going to look at that any kind of way anyway, this hasn't been a success for the Lakers. This, the LeBron experiment hasn't been yes, a success. They won a championship. If you, Did the Nets if, win one? If you think going, if you, I would argue. I'm so don't, don't you dare, don't you dare, say that? Don't you dare? I would argue that they're both in the same boat. They're okay. both in the same boat. No, the, our boat's heavier because there's a championship there. That's I don't that, care what you say. You will never change my mind. I know that they're a disaster, and I'm not happy with the disaster that they've turned into. It was self-inflicted, Browner. They had a championship team that they single-handedly tore down because they're obsessed with superstars. It was their own demise. That team won a championship. That team was the one seed. I don't care if you think it's COVID. That team was a great team in 2020. They were the one seed. They were running away with the one seed. That was a solid basketball team that has a championship. Whatever you say about the Brooklyn Nets right now, I will always be like, they never won a championship. And they will never win a championship with Kyrie because he's gone now. It was a failure. LeBron has not been a failure in L.A. That championship is a chandelier in an empty house. Great. (laughs) Great. At least we have a house. The Nets don't even have a house. They're both. No, the Nets are homeless. They're both homes. The Nets home, the Lakers home. They're the same home. No, the they're not. The difference is one house has a really nice golden chandelier in it that no one looks at because they're too distracted. The big old house is falling apart. Worth like it. it they're b- Worth it. Okay. As, as a Laker fan, you can say that, and I have to trust your word yeah. for it 100% because you're a Laker fan. Because you never know. Well, what, what would the Lakers have won? Uh, this is like something we'll never know, and I, we don't have to argue about it. Correct. The Lakers have won if they kept the baby Lakers. I, I don't think so, but who knows? You know what? I mean, listen, Lonzo Ball can barely walk. Lonzo now. Ball can't even walk. Julius Randle is Julius Randle. Kyle Kuzma is yeah. more fashion than player. You know, the only guy that they really ended up trading was Brandon, Brandon Ingram. Ingram. So that's so, all I'm saying. Like it, and I, Alex Caruso. Right, but that was self-inflicted. That's the other thing. Like they didn't have True. to trade Alex Caruso. They didn't, didn't want to pay him. They didn't want to pay him because they're cheap. That's all I'm saying, Browner. I understand. Caldwell for, Pope leads the league in three-point shooting. Dude, who would who, who actually made shots in right. the bubble championship? He's shooting forty-seven percent from three-point range. And as frustrating as Kyle Kuzma was, he was a very good role player when he was a Laker. Yes. A very good role player when he was with the yes. Lakers. All I'm saying is this: I understand where the both organizations currently sit. I get it. I get your comparison, but every team in this league, maybe except the Warriors, would die to have a championship ring under their belt. Regardless of what you think of their house, every t- every organization in the NBA would die to get one NBA championship ring. And the Lakers got it with LeBron. It will never be a failure as much as I hate what they've turned into since. I just can't agree with that statement. That's all I'm saying. I think over the I course do. of the next couple of days, we're going to see the Suns make a big move. And uh, I think that move is going to launch. Ask Suns them. fans if they would sign up for what the Lakers got and what they are now because they would say yes. To get that one championship. Okay, let me let me. You as a Laker fan, as a lifelong. And this is a this is from a Laker fan who there's like eighteen of them. (laughs) Thank you. As a Laker fan, you cannot talk like that. You got eighteen championships, 
So this this one is not as good as any of the ones Kobe got you. Those are these are different titles. These are different atmospheres in which we talk about these titles. The Milwaukee Bucks winning a title. That title is different because it's it's one. It's one of two. Kareem got you one. Giannis got you one. That's the list, brother. That's the list. The Suns don't have one. So if the Suns would have gotten that one in a bubble, that would be the one. And people would be clowning them every chance they got about that, about that trophy. Just like everybody clowned the Lakers. But they won it. So okay. But to say that it was worth it for that one, when you have 16 other ones. Far more significant. You, you also than forget. That one. I like love how you easily forget that the Lakers have been god awful since they won that before, championship, and before <laughs> that, by the way. No, that's before what I mean. That. That's what I mean. Since Kobe won the second one, it's been yes. twelve years, thirteen years of awful. That's been why rough. that one matters because it was the one good year we've had. The one good year we've had was because but of that one. You, have anyways, been alive. We're, we're, you've been alive for them. You've been alive. People and have died and not seen the Suns win a championship. And that's why you should listen to what I'm telling you. That's because I remember. The Lakers are currently involved in their worst 10-year run in the history yes. of the franchise. Last year, Even with, with that Last title. year was the fifth worst season in L.A. Lakers history. The fifth uh, worst. And I think three of the other ones were post were right at the end of Kobe's uh, yeah. career right there. So I'm it's just trying to, the I'm just trying to explain. Yeah. And listen, I'm I'm not speaking for all Laker fans. I'm just telling you the way I feel. If I remember, I remember all five of Kobe's. I remember all five very vividly. I was there. I went to the championship parade once. And I'm telling you, despite all that, the way the Lakers <laughs> currently sit, 2020, Stop. still worth it, bro. Stop it. They didn't even give him a parade. Because like, we couldn't, on, we couldn't, because the disease man. I have right now, Browner, what? it's the disease <laughs> I have right now is why we didn't have a parade, okay? Because of the disease I have right now, we didn't they get a parade. We so didn't get a parade because of the thing I have of, right now. About that championship, they still haven't gathered people to observe you would, them. You would sign up for all this crap for the no, Bulls. I wouldn't. Yes, no, you I would. Wouldn't. But instead, no, you I got wouldn't. Lonzo's wonky-ass knee and Zach Levine's dunk title. That's, and he was a wolf when he did it. He wasn't even a bull when he did it. So you ain't got nothing, so shut up. It's time for the highlight of the day. Uh, <laughs> it's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really high. Highlight days brought to you by Toy Holistics. The promo code for the month of February is Flowers23. Flowers23. The number 23, like the last time the Bulls, the player, that's the last time Browner had a championship, but I guess he's king on tell you what, what's a good championship or not. Anyways, Flowers23 is, is the promo code. Spend 75 bucks at Tory California Listings. I got six of them. I'm good. All right. Right. But you wouldn't take another one. You wouldn't take another one. That's for sure. Not All that, right. Not, Highlight of the day. The I'm just going to piss Browner off. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers' future. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I really, oh. this, is, this was hilarious to me. I watched the Pro Bowl. Uh, I know you guys didn't. There was this pass accuracy thing the first day of Pro Bowl on Thursday with quarterbacks. I saw that. And Derek Carr was the best one. And they were in Vegas at the Raiders practice facility. He was interviewed after. And he gave the most hilarious response about his performance at the Pro Bowl challenge. By himself. Listen, Derek. You've thrown touchdown passes in Vegas before. You've been on fire. Have you ever been that hot? In Las Vegas. Not that hot. It's uh, probably why I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh nice. That was a fantastic response. Mm -hmm. He knows he's out of there. He knows he's going to get traded. 
Um, but who are the Raiders going to have at quarterback? Is it Aaron Rodgers? Is there maybe like a favorite color, favorite city that you might have on your mind for next season? I'm just going to say that the uh, predominant uh, team that we hear as we're walking is Raiders. A lot of a lot of Raider fans <laughs> are encouraging me. A lot of Devonte misses you comments. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So we're having some fun with it. It's a great uh, you know great event for the fans to come out here, and hopefully we can get back on the course. I want nothing more than Aaron Rodgers to go to the Raiders. If you got Sean Payton and Russell Wilson at the bottom of the division, you got Aaron Rodgers and Josh McDaniels right in front of them. You got Herbolt and Kellen Moore, and you got Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. That is a juicy-ass division that I need to happen this offseason. I need that division, man. If that division, if that comes to fruition... Uh, listen, the Broncos better get comfortable at the bottom. Uh, I think that's all that, I'll say. I, I think that that is the I Broncos mean, better by, get comfortable at the bottom by names. That is the sexiest division if that happens. Like, that is oh, in history, in, in history. history, think about yeah, history. just what the, the hype behind Herbert Mahomes is the next best thing. Russell Wilson has been, you know, he is what he is, a he has been a Hall of Famer, and now you add Aaron Rodgers a two, two-time MVP and a future Hall of Famer as well in the same division. Please let that happen. Please let that happen. Oh. Listen, uh, man. Go ahead, Jason. I'm just saying if, if Sean Payton can get anything out of Russell Wilson, if they can get anything out of each other, I mean, the Chargers might finish last in that division with the mental incapacities inca- in- they have with just mental toughness and just kind of who knows what kind of coach Brandon Staley is and Good Lord, that could be that could be an ugly year for the Chargers. If that happens, and which and I hope it does, the money that they're paying Sean Payton will look like it's triple because they will be in last place. They'll be in last place. I'm telling you, they'll you be you be cruising for a bruiser with that check. Sean Payton in last place with Russell Wilson. I mean, they were in last place with freaking Derek Carr at the Raiders quarterback. You know, like they were they weren't good at all this year. They were they scored. 17 points a game. They were last in football. And by the way, Aaron Rodgers wasn't that great this past year either. No. But he so it, wasn't, but he like he, he's an he's upgrade better. over he's Derek better. Carr. I mean, yeah, I don't want to say he's not. He's yeah. better than he's better than Carr. Yeah. But he wasn't that great this year. He wasn't no, the he guy wasn't. who you got used to seeing. That would just what, be... what you get is what you get is what you know he he was with with Devontae Correct. Adams. That's yeah. the Correct. best thing you get with him at that point. What I that what I love the most, and we're at, we'll 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 talk more next. Uh what I love the most is it just seems like the Packers are done with Aaron Rodgers. And that to me is the most important thing here. Regardless of where he goes, as long as he leaves Green Bay mm-hmm. and leaves my division, I think me and Brown will be two happy people. That's oh, yeah. for sure. We're enough of him. Enough yeah. of him. When we come back. We'll talk more about the weekend that was in sports, Super Bowl, Padres, Fans Fest, all that coming up. This is uh, Kaplan and crew. Jason Lawhead, John Browner, Alex Padilla with you. Browner fired me up during the Laker conversation, and now I feel like I broke a full-on sweat. Uh, I can't be that animated yet, Browner. I still have COVID, man. What you did to me. Well, you should have fucking brought it up. <laughs> you fucking kid. brought it up. <laughs> you brought, brought that shit up. That's what man, you That was funny. Jason, thanks for filling in again. You ready to yeah, do it Yeah, man, tomorrow? absolutely. We'll do it again tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Hope Talk a little football better. tomorrow. Uh, no, I feel great. I just sound like shit. Yeah, there could be more trades today. You know, we'll see what happens in the NBA, but... We'll uh we'll we'll talk a little football tomorrow. We'll start getting everybody ready for the game, 
and then uh, we'll see what's up. Uh, yeah, in the NBA, who knows? Uh, At this point, who knows, man? Who knows, man? I mean, they're the going to make a trade. They're going to make a trade. They're not so, going to end up with Russell Westbrook on this yeah, team. Yeah, uh, you don't think so, huh? I, I think it's more wishful thinking than anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know where they can go with a trade, but I know the Suns are going to do something. I think the Suns are going to make a big splash. I wouldn't be the surprised. The Clippers are, too. If the Suns are, you know, get their hands on Pascal Siakam, and that would be huge for them if they could. The Suns. They're just choking away anyways. Yeah. I mean. It's, what's up with Booker? Hurt. He's and then hurt. Curry's out for like weeks now. Curry's out. The, 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 yeah. Golden State's in trouble. Curry's out for four weeks. Uh, Devin Booker's been out for a month and a half. So I don't. Luca's been out with another. Like he just sprains his ankle every other game now. Because he's fat. <laughs> well, maybe Kyrie can give him some freaking like sage or something. Clippers are at the Nets tonight. That'll be interesting if, uh, you know, any trades are made before tip. But then that, that game will kind of just be interesting to see. Is Are those guys playing for the Nets tonight? Dinwiddie and those guys? No, probably not. Probably no, not. probably not, huh? I, I don't even think it's official yet. I think they're, probably... like, Kyrie, they're tracking Kyrie down from his, like, seances to go take a fifth. Right, right. <laughs> Who right. knows what the fuck yeah. he's doing? Exactly. Kyrie. All right. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy yeah. Dallas. Appreciate it, boys. We'll talk All to right. everybody on Monday or Peace. not Monday. Tomorrow, Tuesday. Tomorrow. Damn. See you guys. <laughs>